new ways of buying means you need new ways of selling. And it's so important that as salespeople, you know, as executives, that we think about the new ways and it's really audience customer focused, right? It's the people that buy that we need to think about. Hello, everybody. We are back with another episode of the ROI podcast. I uh, may sound a little funny in this episode, a little, little congested getting over a, an illness, but Nevertheless, we are here and we are ready to do episode 21 of the podcast, the ROI podcast presented by the Kelly School of Business on the IUPUI campus. I'm Shane Simmons and with me is my good friend, Phil Powell, who's the Associate Dean for Academic Programs here at the Kelly School. Phil, how you doing? Shane, things are going great. We're glad you're feeling better. Welcome back. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. It's much better to be here recording the podcast uh, than down under the weather. So glad to be here. Uh, Phil, I do want to ask you something, though. Uh, a lot of time in my downtime, you know, I'm thinking about sales. Uh, sales is a very interesting topic to me. And so when you think of sales, you know, what comes to mind? Oh, my. Door-to-door, ringing doorbells, cold calling, direct mails, uh, rude phone calls. Not the best picture in my mind, Shane. It's always kind of that, that old-school you know, look at, at sales. And see, those are old, outdated ways of selling, according to our guest today. And in this episode, you're going to learn what it takes to become a sales master in this digital age that we live in, including how to use LinkedIn as one of your biggest assets. Absolutely, Shane. We have a great guest for this episode. Let's go ahead and introduce Phil Gerbeshack, Chief Digital Officer at Vingresso, a digital sales transformation company based in Tampa, Florida. Well, 10 years ago, it was all about the numbers. It's a numbers game, right? There's 10,000 people that you should be targeting, a thousand of which will answer the phone, a hundred of which will be good prospects, and 10 or 12 will turn into customers. Yeah, you put people in the top of the funnel, right? They, they don't have much information, so you don't want to give away too much. You withhold as much as you can to get them close to you, and then, wow, you surprise and shock and awe. But in this digital and information age we live in today, Phil says that's the opposite of what you should be doing. Well, statistically, it's shown that, you know, customers need more information before they make a decision. You know, some of the stats, 57, 67, whatever percent, but more and more people have more information than ever before because they can just Google it. It's all at their fingertips. You know, everybody's got a website. I can set one up right now while we're talking and have it launched in my first advertisement before we've even spent 30 minutes talking together. Right, so that's totally changed. And customers instead, they want to gather that information at their convenience. They don't want you to hide that information. They want it to be out in front so they can see it, so that they can ask questions in a natural language, find answers, and then if they have follow-up deeper questions, then they want to be able to talk to a human. But they're doing all that research on the front end. So technology has completely blown that up. So that's tip number one to increasing your sales. You can't wait until the end for that big revealing feature of your product or service. You have to basically prove right away that that product or service that you're selling will benefit the customer directly. Of course, you still need to find out whether your selling can even help the customer through some investigating questions. But once you believe it can, you have to be very upfront with it. The most successful people in sales can attach a story that relates directly to the customer. Using that social proof can have a resounding impact on the buyer's decision. 
I think so. Yeah, it's more dynamic and it is more story focused. You know, I can give you stats till you're blue in the face. Most people are not swayed by stats. They're really swayed by a story that makes sense to them that they say, oh yeah, that's my problem. I see myself in that. Therefore, if you then lead me to the solution, don't whack me over the head with it, but lead me to it. I can decide for myself whether or not that's a solution that fits me. But one of the most interesting points that Phil brought up is how to use your LinkedIn profile as a sales tool. I will say this, what Phil is about to say is the opposite of how the majority of people use LinkedIn. So be sure to listen close. Most people use LinkedIn more as a resume, but Phil has some insights on how you can better leverage your profile. So let's talk about the old way first because it, it makes sense, right? A resume is like a punch sheet of all the great stuff you've done. I was a quota crusher. I made number one in sales. I've been to President's Club three times. Hey, I've got my MBA. And I'm not telling you those things aren't important. But I'm telling you, if you don't use the new way, connect that to your customer. I've helped more than 317 customers create better LinkedIn profiles in the last 90 days. And therefore, I can help you. Right? If we think about that, and then we add video. So down in the references section, add a video that helps them think about the problems that you solve, right? Put that in your head. What problem do I solve for whom? And then there should be things on your profile that indicate that. Frankly, nobody cares that you crush quota. In fact, if you're a salesperson and you put that you're a quota crushing salesperson, people are not going to answer the phone because they assume that you're going to sell them. So flip that around, right? Flip that around. Think about here's the resources. Maybe your company's got a great white paper or an ebook that they put out. Maybe it's a great blog post or you got interviewed on an awesome podcast like this. These should be in your profile on LinkedIn. So you prove yourself as a resource. So as people are saying, huh, should I use LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Well, guess what? I've been interviewed for an, a group that asked, how to use Sales Navigator to make money? Well, that should be in my profile then because that answers the question. And it leads them to the solution. Whether or not they contact me or not is irrelevant, but I'm still being helpful. So again, Phil is coming back to value. Value is what sells in today's economy, especially given everybody is busy. You can't come off as a salesperson. You have to think of yourself as a problem solver. Bring that to your potential customer. And Phil says that starts with mindset. Well, the first thing is you have to fix your mindset that your goal is not to sell product. Your goal is to educate people and to help them make a buying decision. You're not trying to be pushy. Bye, 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 bye. Nobody wants to hear that. So that's the first thing, right? You have to fix the mindset. Secondly, you need that alignment. Marketing and sales has to talk together. Attend meetings together. Attend each other's meetings. Listen to what the sales team says your potential customer's problems are and then marketing team need to get an alignment and make content that solves those problems, okay? And third, and probably most importantly, is they have to have the skill set of human-to-human -human interaction. Now, most salespeople are really naturally good at the human-to-human -human interaction, so converting from offline to online, from analog to digital, is a natural thing if you equip them with the right tools, the right mindset, and have alignment, okay? So if you do those things, right, and recognize that it's a long game, 
not a short game, right? Relationships take time to build. If you're going straight to the consumer, you know, it's just a simple problem. It's 30 bucks, I'll invest, that's okay, right? Or it's free, but then it might never get used. So that's why you really wanna make sure, last of all, though I gave you those three tips, back it way up and think about who is my ideal customer? How do I serve them? What problems do they have? Don't try to be a jack of all trades. And that's the final tip and the message that Phil really wanted to convey. You don't have to be everywhere and fix everything. Have a niche, become a specialist, and of course, go to where your customers are. Don't make them come to you. You don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be where your customers are. So I encourage folks that are listening to instead of you know being everywhere and trying to be everywhere to everybody, as you narrow in, right? Shane, if you're my ideal customer, if you're my ideal customer, Phil, I'm gonna go where you are. I'm gonna see, oh, you're on, you're on Instagram. That doesn't mean I'm gonna spend all my time there, but it does mean if I'm trying to woo you as a customer, I'm gonna look at your Instagram profile and I'm gonna look for clues and I'm gonna build a dossier of information so as to have conversation points. So you need to prepare more than ever. That's one big point. Secondly, is try new things. Like video, you might say, holy crap, video scares me. Well, think of the phone as the other person and just have a conversation with the phone. Do it two or three times. By the third or fourth time, you'll forget that it's even there. So just set it up on a tripod, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And you'll get there. Four or five times it'll be totally natural. And then the last thing, and this is one that often folks miss is never stop learning. You need to go back to school, learn more stuff, connect with more people, get maybe get a coach, you know, take other types of training as well, listen to podcasts, watch videos, and use it in your way. Phil, I love this interview because it's completely counter to what those old sales methods, those old sales books really talked about. And those methods, you know, they worked back then. Don't get me wrong, but this is a totally different economy that we live in today. And in return, you have to evolve the way you sell in today's world. And there's some valuable tips in here. Absolutely. And Shane, what I like about what Phil has outlined is that this approach is more enjoyable for the salesperson and for the potential customer. It takes less time and it actually enforces a stronger business model because you know who you have to sell to. And I think one of the things too is it increases that seller-buyer relationship, which is huge. So some awesome tips in this episode of the ROA podcast, but unfortunately we are to the end of this episode. Of course, we want to send a special thanks to Phil Gerbyshack of Vingresso. Go check them out at vingresso.com. They're doing some amazing things over there with sales in this digital world. And of course, we will see you all next week here on the ROI Podcast. Take care.